Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Depending on where you are in the world and what time it is when you're tuning in, this is Perrin Desports, and I'm your host for the Group Practice Accelerator podcast from Polaris Healthcare Partners. If you're an entrepreneurial dentist or physician and you're interested in building a successful group practice, you found your primary resource for some of the industry's best business education. My partner, DeWalker Sinha, and I have decades of experience helping people just like you launch, scale, and ultimately exit successful group practices. In short, we create clarity, confidence, and results. Well, welcome everybody once again to the Group Practice Accelerator podcast. Scaling from clinician to CEO is the topic for today. And I've got more than just the topic to unload on you. I've got content and a live fire environment another wonderful cup of that Mila coffee. Get your pad and pen ready to scribble down some dates and details. The Group Practice Accelerator podcast is on the air. Well, welcome everybody once again to the Group Practice Accelerator podcast. I am your host, Perrin Desports. And as I teased in the introduction, this is all about scaling from clinician to CEO. I've had the good fortune of speaking at a handful of conferences uh, in the first six months of this year as I'm recording this uh, into a a wide variety of audiences. You know, there are so many people building group practices right now. It is the fastest moving segment of the space of dentistry. And there's a lot of curiosity around should I or should I not build a group practice? Look, we're a consulting company and an M&A advisory company, and and our world is group practices. So you'd think that we would be huge proponents of everybody building one. And I'll tell you, that's not the case. We don't believe that this is the journey um, that all of you in this audience um, uh, should go down. Quite the contrary, actually. And the reason for that is we've seen a lot of messes, um, some of which we've been able to help with and you know, candidly, others that we we couldn't. So I don't think this is the right um, risk reward scenario for every dentist in this audience. But I want you to think about a couple of things. One, if you're uh, five years or so from retirement, uh, near retirement, uh, or exiting, selling your practice, um, I don't know that the juice is worth the squeeze. I don't know that it's worth the stress and the headaches. I don't know that it's worth the risk of you personally guaranteeing a lot of debt to buy or build additional locations when you're that close to the finish line. If your current practice uh, is performing well, and when I say performing well, I mean generating cash flow uh, for you and your family. On the other hand, if you are a uh, a practice owner or maybe two location owner and you've got 10 years or more before retirement, I think it's something you have to consider. If for no other reason, then it's a defensive strategy. When we think about um, the environment that we all live in, uh, there are rising costs to operations. And the the number one um, influencer of that is wages for our teams. Um, everybody's seen an increase in wages and the difficulty of recruiting uh, quality people over the last 12 to 24 months. And even if the economy and inflation subsides in the coming months, I don't see any of our employees giving back those wage gains. So we're kind of stuck with it, right? The second thing would, so, so you have an increase in the overall cost structure in probably every business that's out there and dentistry is no different. When you also think about a, a solo practice or a small group, 
you think about revenue generation and the ADA has done a lot of studies on declining insurance reimbursement rates in the solo practice world over the last probably decade, decade and a half to two decades. Once again, I don't see that, you know, being a hockey stick that dramatically changes direction. Solo practices just don't have a whole heck of a lot of negotiating power against insurance companies. Small groups and larger groups tend to stand a little bit on firmer footing, I'll say. The other thing about revenue generation is that in a group practice space, you have the opportunity to attract more associates into the business to stay open more days and hours if you can create that demand. You also tend to generate more uh, cash flow that you can devote to things like marketing campaigns, expanded CE to do more complicated procedures, and on and on and on. So the revenue generation potential in a group practice is a lot better than it is in a solo practice. And while you probably can't contain the wages in terms of cost structure in a group, maybe any better than you could in a solo practice, at least you can negotiate down some of the variable cost structure of a group practice, supplies, lab, legal and professional, employee benefits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can negotiate down some of those costs a little bit better than you can in a solo practice. So if you were somebody that's got 10 years or more to go uh, and and you're thinking about the practice that you have and the cash flow that you're generating and you need to maintain that for your family, but you're more than 10 years out, I think there are going to be a lot of forces that you can't control that create adverse competitive scenarios on a solo practice that arguably you stand better chances of dealing with in a group practice context. So you owe it to yourself to get educated on what the path might be to build your own group. We have built uh, a two-day educational conference called Scaling from Clinician to CEO that addresses a lot of the challenges that you're going to confront in in building a group practice. Last year in the fall, we partnered with Dr. Mark Costas and the Dental Success Institute to uh, have our first annual Scaling from Clinician to CEO conference in Denver. And it was very well received, about 100 people representing about 40 to 50 different businesses uh, were with us in Denver. And the ratings that we got on that conference were tremendous. We're going to be doing it a second time, except this year, it's going to be in Scottsdale at the lovely Phoenician Resort, which is an epic property. I've never been there, uh, but if you go on our website, you'll see a little bit about it. And Scottsdale in October is, is worth the price of admission, I'll say. The dates are October the 11th through the 13th. We're going to hit a variety of topics in those two days. It's going to be granular education, a lot of takeaways, a lot of application. So if you're curious about the steps to building a group practice, we're going to uncover a lot of it. And we'll start with scaling yourself out of the chair, replacing yourself from a clinical capacity as you transition into a leadership capacity and doing it without taking a personal income hit. If you're curious about associates, attracting and and retaining, motivating associates. We're going to do a deep dive into associates, not just from an equity type structure, profits, interest, restricted stock, and buy-in structures, but also from a legal structure standpoint. There'll be two different attorneys presenting on legal structures. One will be formation, 
One will be partnerships and associates, and there'll be a panel between those two on where partnerships fail. That'll be a a very impactful couple of segments out there. Obviously, we're going to go through financial reporting and accounting structures to make sure that you address things like management services agreements, cost centers, and things like that, setting up things appropriately to mimic the operating structure that you have. We'll talk about replicating systems and processes in multiple locations. We'll talk about replicating culture in multiple locations. We'll also talk about, and Dr. Costas will present a segment on your economic engine, which is doctor development. This is really pivotal, not just from an attracting, uh, motivating, and retaining standpoint, but how do you get associates to be productive? And how do you get them to, to really chin to the bar that you set in your business? Dr. Mark Costas will go deep into those areas. We'll have a couple of different personal journeys on using banking capital for growth uh, as a growth catalyst. And we'll have a personal journey on the sell side process when and where you build a business that is incredibly valuable and you want to take some chips off the table. There'll be a whole heck of a lot more than that. This is a deep dive into a lot of granular topics over about two days. And if you are curious about building a group, what it takes to do it successfully, and how to build success in multiple locations, this is a conference completely targeted at where you find yourself. It is ideally suited to those that are about one to five, one to 10 locations maybe um, that are in that growth journey uh, and looking for um, uh, how to not step on a landmine uh, or not sink the boat along the way. Again, Scottsdale is going to be an epic venue for this in October. It's a beautiful area of the world and the Phoenician is a phenomenal result. Uh, is is a phenomenal resort. We have just recently opened registration for this. By the time you're hearing this, registration will have probably been open for a week. We're going to cap this thing at 150 people, and we expect um, the, uh, the event to sell out much the way it did last year. So I encourage you Uh, to check your calendars October 11th through the 13th. There'll be a lot of tactical knowledge. It's going to be a lot of fun, a couple of receptions, a lot of networking opportunities uh, with some of our key sponsors who will be there. And we'll get into some of the sponsors and the speakers uh, in the upcoming uh, episodes of the podcast. So you'll get to hear from them as well. Look, this is a a daunting proposition. Building a a group practice is not for the faint of heart. Y'all have heard me say that before. That being said, everything about building success in a group practice can be learned and success leaves clues and those clues are repeatable. You can replicate it and you can scale it. And if you're curious about what it takes to do that successfully, I hope you're going to plan to join us in Scottsdale October 11th through 13th for scaling from from clinician to CEO. The ratings we got from those who attended last year were phenomenal, and we expect this conference to be every bit as good and hopefully even better. If you've got questions about anything that's going to be going on there, feel free to reach out to me directly at perrin at polarishealthcarepartners.com. Thanks so much for being a listener and a subscriber, and hopefully for being an attendee. We'll see you in October. Cheers. Cheers.